I'm sorry, but I won't be able to make it. Give my congratulations to Father. I have to go now. Before my mom can even take in an indignant breath, I disconnect the call and slip my phone back in my pocket. I push back the curtain to enter room two, just as I hear Mr. Davis say, I want a doctor in here immediately, or I want to see the hospital administrator. Glancing down to grab the medical chart clipped to the end of the bed, and in my most professional yet conciliatory voice, I say, I'm truly sorry for your wait, Mr. Davis. I paste a warm smile on my face and look up to meet the gaze of the irate father. And my world pitches, rolls, and then tilts precariously on its axis. Standing before me is a ghost from the past. A beautiful ghost standing just over six feet with skin the color of mocha and eyes so light brown they might as well be orbs of amber. Tim? I say hesitantly, almost not believing he's standing right there in front of me. The last time I saw him was ten years ago when my father broke my heart and I, in turn, broke Tim's. He's still the same, yet different. He now has a thin mustache and goatee surrounding those beautiful lips and the strong chin I remember so well. His eyes carry a wisdom within them that makes me wonder what he's been through over the last decade. Rustling from the bed catches my attention and I quickly realize that my young patient is Tim's son. A quick breath in and I collect myself. Putting on a truly warm and genuine smile, I walk to the side of the bed and pat the little boy laying there on the leg. Hey, you must be Sam? I ask him gently, and he nods almost shyly. His eyes are wide and fearful. They aren't Tim's eyes, though. Much lighter, a hazel with flecks of green, and I wonder if Sam's mother is white. The rest of his face is Tim's, though. Through and through, and this kid is going to be gorgeous when he grows up. How are you feeling? I ask him softly. Any pain? No. He's so quiet I can barely hear him. That's good? I say with a smile. My name is Holly. I'm the doctor that's going to take care of you today, and I promise I'm going to make you feel all better, okay? He nods, this time with a tiny smile, which I return. Turning away from Sam, I shoot a quick glance at Tim. He's not said a word yet to me, and by the look on his face, I'm not sure he really wants to talk to me. This I can understand, as I've often thought over the years what we would actually say to each other if this moment ever occurred. And I always came up flat empty as well. I walk over to a rolling cart that houses a computer terminal, and with a few keystrokes, I have his x-ray results pulled up. It only takes me a nanosecond to see the problem. Looking over my shoulder at Tim, I motion toward the digital films. He's got a small fracture in his first metatarsal, Tim takes a few steps and comes to stand beside me. I point to the fracture. Right there. Good news is that it's non-displaced and it's an easy fix. Just a good splint and plenty of resting it for the next three weeks. Tim nods, lets out a grateful breath, and then murmurs, That's good. Turning away from me, he walks over to Sam's bedside and places his large hand on top of the boy's head. Doesn't look too bad, buddy. Holly is going to put a splint on it, and you're going to have to be careful for a while but it should heal up fine. In time for baseball season? Sam asks hesitantly. Definitely, Tim says with a smile, and then he leans over to kiss Sam on the forehead. The move is a simple showing of affection from a parent to a child. But for some reason, watching Tim, the man he has become, hits a deep chord within me. Clearing my throat, I turn to the sink beside the computer terminal and wash my hands again. I'm going to do a quick examination. 
I don't expect I'll find anything else to change my diagnosis, and then we'll get you all bandaged up so you can get home. Amy pulls the splint and wrap out of a supply cabinet and lays the materials on a metal cart beside the bed. I step up to the side that Tim is standing on, and he quickly moves back to give me room. I shoot him a small smile and don't get one in return, his eyes darting away quickly to rest on Sam. Sam, I'm going to look at your hand. It might hurt a little, but don't be afraid to tell me when it does. I want to make sure nothing else is damaged that I can't see on the x-rays, okay? I get a brave nod in return and spend the next several minutes examining Sam's hand. Tim tells me that he fell while playing outside with a dog, so I go ahead and do a quick range of motion exam on his wrist, elbow, and shoulder. When Sam assures me that nothing else hurts, I take a few moments and splint his hand up, explaining to Tim how to apply the wrap around for a secure but not too tight fit. All done, I tell Sam with a quick squeeze to his shoulder. You'll be as good as new in a few weeks. Turning to Amy, I tell her,